0: they're also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw room void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus all right hello and welcome to josh peck live hope you are all doing well today. We definitely have a lot to talk about. There uh, have really been a lot of developments and things that we've been talking about recently. Specifically today, I want to talk about some of these uh, cases, and there's a lot of them, uh, way way more than we would be able to get through in one night, but these cases of child molesters, pedophiles being released from prison. It seems to be happening all over the country. No one knows what's going on or why this is the case, but we're going to look at some of these uh, cases and see if we can find some commonalities and see what's going on. Uh, now, first, before we get to that, um, we got to talk about some uh, some breaking news, and we can. We can get to some of that. Now, obviously, most of you are familiar with the Ghislaine Maxwell case. Well, this, this just broke, uh, today that Ghislaine Maxwell's lieutenant Sarah Kellen may be arrested next. Um, and then it says her parents fear, uh, but it says the parents of Ghislaine Maxwell's accused lieutenant Sarah Kellen worry their daughter could be arrested next in Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking ring, according to a report. This comes from the New York Post. Um, Here's a quote from a report by the Daily Mail, quote, after Maxwell, I think Sarah's next, and this comes, uh, end quote, this comes from Kellen's mom, Mary Kellen, uh, said as she choked up at the prospect of her daughter's possible arrest, but the 74-year-old mom said that her daughter was just another victim swept up in uh, Epstein's cycle of sexual abuse, having begun working for him as a teenager, um, and the mother told the outlet, quote, what happened to all those girls is horrendous, but I do feel that Sarah was also a victim. I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but I can see she was maneuvered or brainwashed, end quote. And, you know, I'll add to this, uh, you don't need to be a psychologist or a psychiatrist. A lot of this stuff is pretty cut and dry. Now, specifically with Sarah, uh, Sarah Kellens. Case. Um, we we need we need to look more into that and get some more information before we can make a a, a determined a determination if this was simply a child grooming exercise and uh, if she really was a victim or if she was a perpetrator. It really depends on when she was brought into it, if she feared for her life, and if she gets arrested and has to stay on trial, then a lot of that a lot more of that will come out. So there are. Uh, that that's the latest news. Um, with the Ghislaine Maxwell. Of course, we're going to continue on that. We'll stay on the story. And if any of you have information as well, feel free to post it. You can find Daily Renegade on... Facebook, and uh, best place to go is just DailyRenegade.com. If you're a member, you will be able to comment on posts. We we sort of have our own little social media um, website like built right into the Daily Renegade website. So DailyRenegade.com, you will be able to get full episodes of everything we do. Uh, It's only $10 a month or $100 a year. I suggest getting the $100 a year because then you only have to pay for it once. You get two months for free, you don't have to worry about it for a while. But you get every uh, all of our episodes episodes. We have about a dozen unique shows, so you will find something you like. Some are talking head style, such as this. Some are documentary style, and everything in between. So that website, again, is dailyrenegade.com. Okay, Um, something else I wanted to talk about. This has also uh, been pretty big news, and I haven't had a chance to talk about it uh, live yet. I've posted about it on Facebook, and I want to get to some of that. Um but Chrissy Teigen, I don't know if it's Teigen or Teigen. I think it, I think it's Teigen. um but she has been deleting tweet uh, tweets left and right and if you're not familiar with the story we can go through it this this comes from uh the daily mail but it says, the, the headline is, I'm worried for my family. Chrissy Teigen hits breaking point on Twitter over wild conspiracy theorists, linking her to Jeffrey Epstein as she deletes 60,000 tweets. And, of course, you're always going to see headlines like this. They're wild conspiracy theorists. Who who could ever possibly think that this could be happening? Um, and, and the truth is, there is reason to believe this, but... The problem is a lot of times these get, these things get handled wrong. Uh, they, they get handled uh, really rash, not, not very well thought out. So we're, we're going to get into some of that. But here's, here's the story if you're not familiar with it. And again, it's, it's told by the Daily Mail. And with a headline like this, you know, wild conspiracy theorists, of course, there's going to be a bias. Uh, there's going to be a bias that is going to try to paint this whole story as completely ridiculous. Um, but it's not. And if you see the content of her, her tweets, the way that she talked about children, especially um, in like Toddlers and Tiaras and that kind of stuff, you know, say, saying that saying things like what watching *Heartwheel* makes makes her feel like she needs to go to jail. I mean, what else could that possibly mean? But again, she's deleted all these tweets, so it's, it's very difficult to to verify what was said and what was rumored that that she said. Um, so here's the story um, Chrissy Teigen has admitted that she's worried for her family after receiving vile attacks on Twitter from conspiracy theorists who have been bizarrely linking the model to convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein since last October see how they'll use these words like bizarrely uh, you, you know conspiracy theorists like like this the, like this whole thing is just ridiculous and there's nothing to it it's it's very easy for these people to just put this in the category of crazy conspiracy theory, and then what happens? Unfortunately, is they put the the whole uh, uh, the, the the whole pedophile everything having to do with pedophilia in that. Consider The model and TV personality forcibly shot down rumors that she and husband John were on Epstein flight logs. Convicted pedophile Epstein allegedly had island logs of everyone that flew on his so-called Lolita Express to his private island, Little St. James, which has been nicknamed Pedophile Island. Um, and so she also tweeted out, When Pedogilene sings like a canary if she doesn't die, and we have nothing to do with this, I know for a fact it won't go away. They'll just think of another excuse. It is extremely disheartening. I don't know how to stop this. I don't think anyone quite gets it. Uh, she says they're losers. Um, so continuing on, it says... um, Twitter users claimed last week that Chrissy was on the flight log for a plane heading to the Sex Offenders private island, prompting... Uh, Chrissy to respond quote if we want to play with your life just for fun do you understand that if I were on a flight for the date of his manifest I'd be a victim end quote and, and so that's something that's something that's not said in this article it's not said uh, if there if there is evidence that she was on a flight log and if she was on a flight long for, a flight log uh, for what dates how old would she have been um, and 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 so on and so forth now now. Just because, like she says here, don't you understand if I were on a flight log, it would make me a victim? That, to me, sounds like it could be her just saying, you know, I'm not on a flight log. But it could be her kind of getting ahead of this in case she is on a flight log. Then she can start to say that she was a victim of it. Um, But, again, we would have to look at the dates and what's really going on. If somebody is on a flight log, the only thing we know is that they were on that flight. If they are adults, then it's probably safe to assume that they're not victims. Um, and then if they're children, it's safe to assume that they're not perpetrators. But what, what I think what people are looking at is who she is today. She's an adult. And while she was making those tweets about children and about going to jail and about like eating children and stuff, she was an adult. So. Allegedly, those came around 2013 or so, so if she's 34 now, then she, she still would have been well into adulthood. Um, so, it says, uh, in another tweet, Chrissy slammed the conspiracy theorists who refuse to accept that there's no truth to their allegations. And then it has several, several pictures of her and her family. Um, And she talks about TikTok and how TikTok is in on it too. And, uh, then just a bunch of F words basically. So that, that's, that's where we're at with this story. Um, I, I posted something about this because I I think there was something that was overlooked in this whole case and really how, how it was handled, uh, the way, the way that it was, the way that we decided to handle this, I guess, when people, when people go and find tweets and, um, then, cuz a lot of the screen caps that i've seen it's her tweet in response to something that we can't see and so the response we don't even get the context for now could she have been just telling terrible jokes you know maybe i mean a lot of the a lot of these people seem to have an awful uh, and disgusting sense of humor a, a disgusting sense of humor isn 't criminal, but it certainly is it 's still evil it 's still wrong and bad but because all of these tweets have been deleted, we don 't have the context of a lot of them. All we have are screenshots, and then even the screenshots we don 't know which ones have been doctored and which ones haven 't because it 's safe to assume that there 's probably going to be some people that will create fake screenshots of tweets and say that they 're hers when they're when they 're really not um, That kind of thing happens quite a bit. So, like, like for example, th- there's one that goes around Facebook all the time of Joel Osteen, and the the picture, the the supposed screen cap shows somebody asking Joel Osteen Ministries for prayer, and then Joel Osteen Ministries uh, responds and says basically, if you want prayer from us, you got to give us money. Turns out that whole thing was doctored. It was photoshopped. There's no truth in it. That never happened. It's a lie. Um, but that's still, and that's, that, that one's been circulating for years now, and that's still getting shared around and people thinking that it's true. So that definitely can happen a lot. And unfortunately, it does happen a lot. So we have to be careful with that. We have to be real about it. You know, just because someone looks guilty and, uh, you know, just because to us it may seem like they are, it doesn't mean they actually are. We have to collect evidence, and we had a chance to do that. We had a chance to collect evidence from her Twitter account, um, but I think I think what happened is is we let her on too soon. What we were up to before we could really gather enough evidence to present to the world. So th- I, I wrote this on. Facebook, um, I said, with these Chrissy Teigen tweets, everyone did it again. And I say did it again because this happened with Wayfair, and we talked about that uh, on the previous video uh, where we talked about the normalization of pedophilia. But with these Chrissy Teigen tweets, everyone did it again. People thought they found something, so they posted it everywhere, alerting her they were suspicious, and now she's deleted all of her tweets, ruining any evidence that may have existed. All there is now are screenshots of tweets, but as we know, those can be manipulated, and there's no way to author- Authenticate them now. Same thing happened with Wayfair. If there actually was something going on, we'll never know for sure because they were immediately alerted by us to our suspicions. It's like what I said on yesterday's Peck report. Imagine the FBI is going to raid some company because of a suspended drug running operation. So they announce immediately their suspicions. They go everywhere with it. They're basically publicly showing off that they think something is going on and, in the process, alert the company, giving giving the company time to cover their tracks and delete any evidence. Now, we would say that's pretty stupid, right? Well, that's what we keep doing, especially with these suspected pedophiles or child sex traffickers. This is why we're not taking seriously. seriously this is why it's so easy for the world to throw us in the crazy conspiracy bin uh this is why we make no headway in actually helping children when we through this kind of stuff what we may we actually make headway when we do things properly you know when we go through proper channels when we collect evidence for real then then we make headway but when we when we just jump on the next um the next fad, uh, you know, it doesn't go anywhere and then we're just on to the next one. So we're actually ruining a lot of evidence that we could have. Uh, so I continued by writing, we need to decide if we're in this to chase clout online or to actually collect evidence to help abuse children. You know, unfortunately, there are a lot of people that are using this topic to just get more followers. There are people doing that, and I'm not saying that everybody who tries to expose this stuff is doing that. There are some higher profile people that actually have the audience that, when they find something and they can corroborate it and verify it, that when they expose it, it actually something does get done. So there are people that are, are in this for the right reason with large large audi- audiences, but there are also people who see those large audiences and they get tempted and they think, hey. Maybe, for me too, maybe if I find my own little conspiracy here, even if there's not a lot of evidence for it, you know, maybe I can get some followers online too. There absolutely are people in it for that um again, not everybody, but it does happen, so we need to be aware of that. Uh so then I wrote we need a private forum so when a suspicion comes up we can talk about it and gather evidence privately so we don't alert the sus- suspected criminals time and time again if there's a widespread desire for it I will build a forum on Daily Renegade where we can do this and we'll put it in the member section to ensure it stays private and minimize the risk risk of being infiltrated if you're interested in this let me know in the comments below uh also I have a link to yesterday's pack report so you know I'll I'll just say if you're if you're listening to this live Right now um, you can let me know in the in the chat or in the comments if that's something you would like to see But I think we're already we've already started to build it because I think it's definitely needed uh, so dailyrenegade.com. Hopefully that'll be available shortly. Um, I also wrote another one from the story that we just looked at. I commented on this the, the story that we just looked at from Daily Mail, and so I, I th- this kind of just goes along with what I just said. I, I said uh, you know tipped your hand too fast, alerted her to your suspicions, gave her time to delete any evidence that may have existed. No one's going to believe screenshots because they can be manipulated, and now everyone, myself included, is likely to think there wasn't really anything going on, and it was all. Bl- out of proportion, probably just a few disgusting jokes, and that's it. But hey, if you get a few hundred more followers on Twitter, that's worth it, right? No need for due diligence and quiet evidence collecting. There's no clout to be found in that. Nah, instead of instead, blast celebrities on Twitter so you can show off to your friends when they get triggered and tweet at you back. Because this isn't really about the kids, is it? It's about an opportunity to become mildly famous on social media. What a sad way to live a life. By the way, this me- this message isn't directed at most people who follow me. You guys are awesome and are typically on board with me uh, in putting the victims first. This is for the jackals that ruin it for the rest of us and totally discredit our work. We need to get real com We need to get real comfortable totally disassociating with people like that and they're easy to spot. I'm going to have a forum created on Daily Renegade website where we can quietly collect evidence together and if and when the time comes to alert the authorities, we will do that in an orderly manner so as to not also alert the suspects we can work together and bring abusers to justice, but we have to completely aso- disassociate from clout seekers who are just using this as their meal ticket to to internet fame uh renegade social is coming who's ready so so I talked about, I talk about that and that is something that, uh, we're building right now. But the main point is that we, we really need to be careful, uh, because the second, the second we put something online, if we have a suspicion, the, the, the suspect is aware that we're, we're looking. You know, we, we need to, we need to, we need to be a lot more undercover than we've been. And we need to not use this as, um, as a reason to just go get followers online or get a bunch of hits or get a bunch of likes. You know, we, we got to We got to be careful for it. And that, that's why I said, you know, we have to decide, um, who is this for? Are we, are we using this as something to get followers or are we using this to help the, the real children who are being abused? So the, the Chrissy Teigen thing, I don't know. Again, it's, it's one of those situations where just unfortunately there's not enough information and there probably won't be. We, we might've, if we, if we did this a little quieter, uh, we might have been able to gather a lot of evidence before things went down. Uh, but you know, unfortunately that didn't happen. You know what, what happened with the Jeffrey Epstein case? What, what was really good about that? Um, people did try to expose him way too early on, but for some reason, Maybe it was just because Jeffrey Epstein was a very egotistical, cocky person. He didn't get scared and most people just kind of didn't believe it. And because he was so rich, he was able to pay people off. So news stories didn't run about it and stuff like that. Uh But it wasn't because we were being careful. It was because he was so cocky, Uh but we had a lot of time to gather a lot of evidence. So when he finally, fell when he when he was finally exposed for who he was we already had all this evidence and all, all of these reasons that that's why um, that's why the Epstein didn't kill himself meme got so popular because ev- everybody already knew who he was everybody knew what he was into there was a ton of evidence to support it. We didn't have to go based on tweets that could be interpreted in different ways. We didn't have to go on any of that. We already had some solid, verified uh, evidence. Uh, now, you take something like Pizzagate, there was a lot of things with Pizzagate that I believe was absolutely real. There were a lot of things that very well uh, could have been looked at, but the problem is, what happened with Pizzagate was similar to what happened with Satanic Panic. There was also a lot of sensationalism, a ton of it. There was a lot of things that were claimed that just were not true, flat out, just weren't true, no evidence to support it. So that made it easy for authorities, for the mainstream media, for the general public. Uh, That made it easy for a lot of people to just throw everything Pizzagate-related into the crazy conspiracy bin. Uh, we, we basically just made that easy for him. Now, if we would have done like we did with, with Epstein and, and said, okay, we're not going to use this to sensationalize and just try to gain followers, we're actually going to do diligent research, and anything that we can't verify, we're not going to put out there as truth. Um, if we would have just done that, and there is a lot of stuff, even today, still, there's a lot of stuff with the Pizzagate case that that has a lot of strong evidence supporting it. Um. We talked, we talk about it on this channel quite a bit. So unfortunately, because many times we in, you know, the conspiracy world, we don't police our own. We let Anybody just basically say anything, and we don't challenge it much. And then when we do challenge it, usually the person who's making the the claim that that you that has no evidence to support it, usually they get angry. And that and then we're just focused on the argument, we're focused on the fight instead of the actual issue at hand. So that keeps that keeps hap, ha, happening a lot. Um, I mean there 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 are, there are so many things. Uh, you know, just pictures of things. You know, somebody will will put a picture of. You know, somebody with somebody else, and then they will create this whole story around it. The only thing a picture like that shows is that those two people had a picture together. So I give this example. You know, I I go and I tour the country. I talk all around the country. Uh, I I do conferences and speaking engagements, and you know, I, I film for TV shows. I, I've been on History Channel and Science Channel, and all you know, all these all these things. So I I, I get around quite a bit. I have had my picture taken with thousands of people by now easily any one of them any one of them could turn out to be a serial killer now how easy would it be for somebody to dig up that picture on that guy's Facebook page and say oh see he had a picture with Josh Peck see they're they're like best friends Josh Peck must have something to do with this you you just with especially with celebrities you, pictures don't really say anything you know the, they they take pictures with a lot of people most people they don't know some they do um, they go to parties with people that they, they don't, when you, when you go to, if, okay, I don't party anymore, but I used to. When I would go to a party, like in high school or, or in my young adult years, I would know maybe five or six people there, but I wouldn't know all of them. You, you know, who, who, who does that? So that, that kind of thing happens quite a bit. Uh, so all it means is that there was a picture taken. Now, let's say somebody says, um, well, here, you know, there. there's more than one. There's a bunch of pictures. All right. All it says is there's a bunch of pictures, okay? You, you, you Trying to use that as actual evidence is going to discredit uh, the cause that you're saying you're fighting for because people are going to look at that and they're going to say, you are uh, putting your own interpretation on this. There's no context. You know, the only context is like this pedophilia thing, but that's the one that you're putting on it. That's that. That's not there in the photo now if you had a photo of you know the person like with a child in a sexual way well then you got something you know that then you can claim that as evidence Uh, the context is right in the picture Um, so there are a lot of things like that screen caps of tweets are like that there's so many things so now with the Chrissy Teigen thing all all we have is unsubstantiated stuff now we can't go to her Twitter and verify any of these are real anymore the way that we were able to before Um, and it's going to make our job a lot harder if we want to expose these people and not even just expose but if we want to be sure that we're accusing the right people You know, what, what, I don't, I think this is something that we don't think about a lot. What if we make a mistake and we accuse somebody that is not a pedophile? You know, let's say they make crude, horrible jokes online, but they're actually not a pedophile. What, what are, what are we gonna say when we're face to face with God? And we weren't careful and we ended up lying about somebody even even if they are even if they're an evil person in, in in every other capacity you know even if they're one of these Hollywood celebs that are just materialistic, they only think about themselves, they hate Jesus uh, all, right, all all these all these bad things but they're not a pedophile. And then we go and say that they are and get people to believe that, but they're not. See, I don't ever want to make that mistake. I want, to, I want to be extremely careful with that charge because that's one of the worst things that you can call somebody. On top of that, the more people that we call pedophile... That word, pedophile, is gonna lose its meaning. It's gonna lose its intensity. It's, it's, it's like how everything, everything today is racist. The word racist d- just doesn't even really mean anything anymore. You know, it used to be 10, 20 years ago, um, if somebody was called a racist, that's, that was like shocking. That was horrible. Uh, you don't ever want to be called that. But today, everything is called racist. So that word has lost its potency you know it doesn't it doesn't really mean what it used to mean anymore because everything is called that we could make the mistake of doing the same thing with the word pedophile or child molesters we could do we could end up doing the same thing and if we call everything pedophiles if we call everybody a pedophile because they told a disgusting joke 5 years ago that we don't like uh, then it's going to lose its potency and we're not going to be able to be effective so we have to be extremely careful. That's what I'm getting at. We have to be sure, and we have to be able to prove it to people. And if if we're trying to prove it to somebody and they don't believe it, we need to understand why they don't believe it. Don't get mad. You know, It's, it's a waste of time to get mad. But we need to understand, okay, why don't they believe this? If they have a, a reason, a legitimate reason, then we need to understand that our evidence is lacking. Okay, that's a good thing, because then we can improve. It's a good thing to know that. Uh, we don't want to just you know, go in with nothing and expect everybody to believe it. But unfortunately, that does happen quite a bit. People do believe anything. Okay. Now I want to get to the main topic at hand with that as kind of the foundation. Um, there are pedophiles all over the country being released and this very well could be happening in your area. They're being released from prison. This is, this is unprecedented how often this is happening now. It, it is, it is like one day. You know, the establishment or who, whoever is in charge of this stuff just decided, hey, let's just release all the pedophiles. So I want to look at some of these stories to show you what I'm talking about. Um, and this is what I'm talking about with, with evidence. So the, these are actual real events. These are real things that are happening. Um, we, we can look at official reports. These are, these are real people that are being released. And I can show you, uh, time and time and time and time and time and time again how all of these are being released. Now, Is this all coincidental? Is this part of some, um, organized scheme? I don't know. I don't know, but it is, it is very strange. Uh, one of the, the the first story we're going to look at is one of the most shocking. Um, OC officials warn residents of dangerous sex offender. Now, notice there, sex offender. You know, why not, why not pedophile, child molester, child abuser? You know, sex offender is, is a little, a little softened, isn't it? Um, but, uh, warn of danger and, and they put dangerous in quotes you know when they do that it's like it's not real or something but when you look at the story it, it's it's horrifying but of course this is southern california for you this is the los angeles times you can't expect them to uh report unbiasedly of course everything's going to be left-leaning um but sex offender released from mental hospital uh, why was he in a mental hospital to begin with That that That's my question. So the guy's name is Kerry J. Smith. He's 59. He was sent to Patton uh, State Hospital in San Bernardino in 1999. There's a picture of him. So if you live in the area, you can keep your eye out. This is a very dangerous person. A Costa Mesa man who officials say is a dangerous predator has been released after spending more than 20 years in a mental hospital, prompting Orange County officials to warn residents and urge Governor Gavin Newsom to intervene. And, of course, he hasn't because this isn't important to him. Um, This kind of thing, Gavin Newsom isn't going to be troubled by. He uh, he 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 he's got other leftist things where this to to focus on that this doesn't fit. But uh, Carrie J Smith, 59, was sent to Patton State Hospital in San Bernardino in 1999 on a 72-hour psychiatric hold after his wife gave a psychiatrist a letter that detailed Smith describing sexual acts he wanted to perform on a seven-year-old boy who lived in his neighborhood. The Orange County District Attorney's Office said in a news release on Tuesday, "Why was this guy not thrown in jail? Why why take him to his?" Psychiatrist, you know, throw him in jail first, and then if if you want to check his mental state at that point, but uh, why why even put him in in a get him to a psychiatrist in the first place? Since 1999, Smith has been held by the state under a section of the state's welfare and institution code as a result of a series of civil trials that determined he presented a demonstrated danger of inflicting substantial physical harm to children. The news release stated um and he was allowed a new trial every 6 months to determine whether he was still a threat DA office spokesperson Kimberly Ed said in a news release quote during those hearings smith has repeatedly testified that he fantasizes about raping and then killing young boys in order to avoid being identified he claims that he has killed 3 boys and molested 200 he prefers to go by the name Mr RTK which stands for rape torture and kill i, I don't i don't know what there's a lot of things I could say about this. But the, the fact that the governor, this just isn't on his radar at all. You know, somebody is, this guy is going to hurt, this guy is going to hurt a child, multiple children, and the governor isn't doing anything about it. Over the years, psychologists testified that Smith posed an imminent, imminent danger to the public and the county council argued to keep him confined. However, the state hospital did not renew the hold against Smith, allowing it to expire on July 11th, the news release stated. The Orange County District Attorney's Office, which is not a party of the civil hold on Smith, filed 20 felony counts of lewd and lascivious Acts with a minor held against him in 2002, but prosecutors were forced to dismiss the charges due to the statute of limitations at the time. The news release stated, "This guy should be locked up and never see the light of day again." In 1985, Smith pled guilty to a misdemeanor sexual offense involving a child and was required to register as a sex offender. This goes all the way back down to back. This this goes all the way back to 1985. I was one year old in in 85. I was born in '84, so this goes that far back when I was a one-year-old, and he's—he's this—it's going on that long, and he's still just released like nothing. That registration was removed in 2005, but uh, Orange County Board of Supervisors Chairwoman Michelle Steele and District Attorney Todd Spitzer are 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 urging Newsom to reinstate the registration requirement. Uh, Steele said, quote, the fact that he is being released back into our community is unconscionable. We must take this threat to our community very seriously and ensure that everyone in Orange County is aware of the individual's grave threat to our children. End quote. Smith was released on Tuesday from Caligna uh, State Hospital in Fresno County, to which he was transferred at some point, Ed said, uh, Wednesday. He is expected to return to Orange County, where he used to live and still has ties. So they don't even know where this guy is right now. Spitzer said, quote, this sexual predator has repeatedly testified under oath that he will reoffend if he's released, and we should believe him. End quote. What more do you need? He's saying, yes, if you release me, I'm going to reoffend. It's very rare that you ever get like an honest pedophile like that. But he's actually saying, if you release me, I'm going to reoffend. So what do they do? Oh, okay. Well, see you later then. Bye bye. Back into the community you go. Uh, Spitzer also said, quote, as a state legislator, I was the author and founder of the state of California sex offender management board and the author of Megan's law on the internet, which allows the public to see where these sex offenders are so that they can protect themselves and their families. The public has an absolute right to know that he is coming back into our community and we will do everything we can to prevent another child from being, uh, harmed. So it's absolutely sick stuff, but unfortunately, this is far from the only case of this. This is happening This is happening quite a bit. I I, I don't even know if this is the most horrific case that we're going to look at today. It was one of them to me, and I think maybe it's just because it's fresh. You know, it just happened. Um, And chances are this is going to keep happening because the past few months, the past couple of months, pedophiles are just being released left and right. I mean, what is going on here? it it looks i'm not saying it is but it looks like it's 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 on purpose it looks like this was all planned and coordinated to release these people back into the community what i think is happening is i think it's 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 part of this push to normalize pedophilia like we talked about in the last video it's part it's part of that it's part of this push to see pedophilia as nothing more than a mental disorder and so we should have compassion for them, which is ridiculous. Actually, CNN just ran a piece with, of course, Don Lemon, uh, where they had a a a so-called an alleged doctor uh, saying that this this is a we, we, that basically we need to have compassion for these people because it's a mental disorder. They can't help it. They're born this way and they can't help it. Um, okay, so if they can't help it and they're always going to be a constant danger to society, why don't we just lock them up right away then? You know, why, why, why even you you could take that argument in different ways, because these are the same people that will say that will say um, kids with Down syndrome. It's it's better that they're aborted. You know, they they can't help that they have Down syndrome. It's it's more compassionate if they're aborted. And then we can do away with Down syndrome, like like some of the uh, northern European countries have done. They, they claim that, like, I think Sweden might have been one of them. I don't remember exactly which countries, but but they, they say that they have totally done away with Down syndrome. No, they haven't. They just kill everybody who has Down syndrome. Um, yet, that same standard doesn't apply with pedophiles. They're not like, okay, well, once somebody is a pedophile, the the, the compassionate thing to do is put them out of their misery because they can't be helped. They're always going to be this way, and they can't change. No, that they're not saying that. Society has to, has to conform around these pedophiles. We gotta just get used to the idea that pedophilia is a thing and we need to accept it. That, that is what they're, that's what they're doing. That's what they're pushing for. So, of course, of course, they're gonna start releasing pedophiles. That's gonna be the first to be released. And it's happening right now. Here's, here's another one. And they, they tried to say that this was COVID, but as you will see, as you will see, COVID had nothing to do with this. Um, Okay, this comes from, uh, ABC 7 News. So not, not even like a right wing publication. Uh, but it says, uh, seven high risk sex offenders released from Orange County jails. DA's office issues community warning. Uh, district attorney says these kinds of high risk offenders are the most dangerous kind of criminal and they're likely to reoffend, but they've been released. And again, California, big surprise. Santa Ana, California, the Orange County district attorney's office. Again. This is not the same story. The story that we just looked at is not a part of this story. These are two separate stories. The, the, the man, the, the, the individual that we just looked at, I don't even want to call him a man. The individual that we just looked at, you're not going to find his name in this, in this story as one of these seven. This is how frequently this is happening. And, and then right there in Orange County, again, what is Newsom doing? Uh, he's like a pedophile apologist at this point, just letting him go. And then, and then focusing on masks and shutting down churches and telling people they can't even have home, home church services now. They can't even uh, meet at home to talk about Jesus. That's how, that's how sick and evil this Newsome guy is. Uh, but pedophiles, they're free to go. Sex offenders, child rapists, they're, they're free to go. That, that's, that's the kind of people apparently he, he wants in, in his communities but not his communities because of course he's going to have private security he's going to live in a nice part of town uh but for but for all of you underdwellers that that uh that he's 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 in charge of he he's he's going to grace you and bless you with pedophiles running rampant in your streets so seven of these seven of these degenerates just got released uh Orange County District Attorney's office on Tuesday uh, th- this was this was uh when was this like a month ago or something Uh, April 29th, so a couple of months ago uh, at the time of this recording. uh, Issued a warning after seven high-risk sex offenders were recently released early, early from county jails. The sex offenders were let out this month by Court Commissioner Joseph Dane despite being charged with tampering with their GPS monitoring devices and DA's office said in the news release. Um, So we looked at that quote, and it's the same DA, Todd Spitzer. Uh, he he said, quote, they are doing everything they can to avoid detection by the parole officers assigned to monitor them so they can potentially commit additional sex offended, uh, offenses. These are not the kind of people who should be getting a break. Keep this Todd Spitzer guy in prayer. I don't know anything about him, but he is fighting a, a battle here, and we need more people like him that are willing to call a spade a spade, that are willing to call out these people for who they are and try to keep them locked up. Again, I don't know anything about the guy, Uh but... At least for that, keep him in prayer. Um, so Orange County Sheriff Don, uh, Don Barnes contended that there was no reason for the early release because jails are not currently overcrowded, adding that there are measures in place to allow for physical distancing and quarantining of inmates. Um, so... Uh, Barnes said in a Wednesday statement, quote, these inmates were released by court order and are not in any way connected to the measures I have taken to limit the spread of COVID-19 in the Orange County jail. We have responsibly created the capacity needed in the jail to house sex offenders and other dangerous criminals. I oppose efforts that excuse criminal behaviors and jeopardize the safety of our community, end quote. So he's saying he's already got measures in place to to house these people. So if they're saying that it's COVID-related, then that's not the case. Now, again, that's his word. You know, we, we don't know. For all we know, maybe, maybe Barnes is lying and he hasn't really done anything. I guess that's possible, but I think it's far more likely that he's probably telling the truth and there really is no re, and, and even, even if he did nothing and there was some risk of these, these, these pedophiles catching COVID, fine, let him catch COVID. I, why, why, sh- I, I would much rather them catch COVID in jail than having them rape our children out in the streets just being let free. You know what what's what's the lesser of two evils here uh, that even even if that was the case even if they were released because of you know concerns about social distancing in jail that is so ridiculous and stupid you know if if, if you're gonna commit a crime like that you you waive your rights to any kind of of dignity or, or decency or or you, you you should expect that you're probably gonna get sick in the jail you know you're not gonna get quality health care there nor should you Uh so the easy thing is don't rape kids and then you won't have to go to jail and deal with that. Um, oh my gosh, it's just sick. But again, there's this, there's this push to normalize this stuff, say that they can't help it. But as I said in the last video, they absolutely can help it. They, they, they can help it. Who says they can't? Why can't they? How could you possibly know that they can't help it? Can you crawl in their head? And then you know they would say to me, "Well, how can you say that they can?" And I would say, "Nope. The human condition, human beings, in every other way, are able to control what they like and don't like. If there's something you don't like, you can you can you can take measures to to like it. Or if there's something that you like and don't want to anymore, you can take measures to not like it. There are foods that I used to hate that I really like now. There are cartoons that I used to love as a kid and I hate now." um, there, there, there. There's a lot of foods I hated as a kid, and I love now. I mean, it's the the whole like dislike thing. It's really subjective, and it changes over time. That's a human condition. So if if somebody's going to say, well, they can't help it, then they're the ones. the burden The burden of proof is on them, because all available evidence on how human beings work says that they can help it if they actually wanted to. But to say that they can't, and that somehow it's dangerous to even try, no. Nope. I don't. I, I. don't accept that, and neither should you. We should not accept that. They. They have the burden of proof of, is on them. The burden of proof is not on us to prove that they can help it. And, and by the way, to prove it, all you would need to do is find one case of somebody who is attracted to minors who isn't now. You know. Or, but. But again, how do you prove that? Because we're just going by their word. You know. There's no. As far as I'm aware, I don't think there's a brain scan that you can do to tell if somebody's attracted to. To what? You know, I I don't think it works that way. So here are the seven sex offenders who were released. This happened this short amount of time, between April 7th and April 22nd. And they were identified in the community warning issued. So uh, Louis Joel Ramirez, 27, of Costa Mesa, who has a history of sexual battery assault with a deadly weapon, resi- resisting a peace officer burglary, possessing a leaded cane, a deadly weapon, and who, pers- uh, prosecutors say, has violated his parole four times since 2019. Um James Franklin Bowling, 50 of Orange, who has a history of lewd conduct in public place, repeated convictions for failing to register as a sex offender, repeated convictions for being a sex offender on school grounds, possession of a controlled substance and paraphernalia, and has allegedly violated parole twice since February. Oh, yeah, release him. Uh, Rudy William Greta Magdaleno, 39, of Anaheim, who has a history of child molestation, indecent exposure, assault, battery, criminal threats, and inflicting injury on an elder adult, and who prosecutors say violated parole five times since 2017. Jeez. That, that's three years. Five times in three years? Calvin Curtis Coleman, 52, of Santa Ana, who has a history of lewd conduct in a public place and has allegedly violated parole three times since 2019 in a year possibly less than a year depending what, what when the date was Kyle Albert Winton 40 of uh, Mission Viejo who has a history of child molestation criminal threats to cause great bodily injury or death resisting a peace officer DUI and hit and run with property damage and has allegedly violated parole once Jose Adrian Oregal Oregal 46, of Santa Ana, who has a history of unlawful sexual intercourse with a minor, oral copulation of a person under the age of 18, uh, great bodily injury, and being a second striker and who prosecutors claim has violated parole six times since June of 2019. And Mario Ernesto Sandoval, 45, of Stanton, who has a history of sexual battery, uh, touching for sexual arousal, indecent exposure, assault on a peace officer and assault, and allegedly violated uh, parole once this year. Uh, now here's, here's a tweet, uh, statement from Sheriff Don Barnes and he says it's clarifying information that was reported inaccurately. So he says, and again, this is from Sheriff Don Barnes. He says, it has been incorrectly reported in the media that my department authorized the recent releases of seven registered sex offenders from Orange County Jail. That is inaccurate. These inmates were released by court order and are not in any way connected to the measures I have taken to limit the spread of COVID-19 in Orange County Jail. We have reasonably we, we have responsibly created the capacity needed for the jail to house sex offenders and dangerous criminals. I oppose efforts that uh, excuse criminal behavior and jeopardize the safety of our community. So good on him for that, but they're still out there, um, and there, there's plenty of stories of this. Let's look at another one. Uh, Georgia man who was sentenced to 1,000 years for child porn gets parole. He, he's out. He he was sentenced he he his he was sentenced to a thousand years, and he was only in for a few years, and now he's out now. Can you imagine that? I, our our system on how they deal with pedophiles or people with child porn is so relaxed and so just nothing. I mean, what's the point in even having a justice system if they can't? I mean, it's the most basic, easy to understand. Uh, That you know difference between right and wrong kind of thing there is. Um, It's 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 disgusting. But again, here's another one. And the reason I'm showing you this story, these stories, is for one thing to alert you to how dangerous the world is around us. Uh, Two, to show you that these people are being released. And three, to show you how um, how minimal the sentences are in the first place. How easy it is for these people to get parole. And what about the victims? You know, the perpetrators are treated as victims by our society today um but what about the real victims what about the children now they have to live in fear because their abuser is out on the streets again I, I I can't even imagine what a horrifying thing to have to live with day after day these these kids need our need our prayers a former troop county commissioner here's a picture of him so you know what he looks like a former Troop County Commissioner once called a prolific collector of child pornography will have a chance to spend the rest of his thousand year prison sentence on parole. The state of pardons and paroles released Peter Mallory on parole, uh, May 27, three weeks after an appeals court found the sentence for Mallory's 2012 condition was appropriate. So he got eight year, eight of the 1000 and what, he's totally reformed now? Like he's just a different person now? He had a thousand years. District Attorney Herb uh, Cranford said he opposed the decision but was powerless to stop it. Cranford on Tuesday released a statement explaining his opposition after he said several members of the Troop County community expressed concerns over Mallory's release. Mallory, 72, a former owner of LaGrange television station WCAG-TV, was convicted of 60 counts of sexual exploitation of children. 60 counts. 60. Of... Sexual exploitation of children. Three counts of invasion of privacy and one count of tampering with evidence in December 2012 after a three week trial. He was charged as a result of a LaGrange Police Department investigation initiated in February 2011. According to prosecutors, police were alerted to more than 600 uh, suspected child porn files linked to a computer in LaGrange, which led them to the television station Mallory operated. 600 child porn files. More than twenty-six thousand files of child pornography were seized. I talk about an obsession. I mean, talk about an addiction. Talk about just a sick l- twenty-six thousand. How are there enough minutes in a lifetime to view all of that? Uh, that that just blows my mind. But eight years, he's prob he's probably fully reformed. Yeah. Right. Uh, Cranford said in a prior news release, quote, The evidence demonstrated that Mallory knowingly and intentionally sought out, gathered, downloaded, and saved these images and videos of children being raped, tortured, and sexually exploited. End quote. The invasion of privacy count stemmed from a hidden camera Mallory installed in his office that he used to secretly record young women. A- at sentencing a few months after the trial, Coetta Judicial Circuit Supreme Court Judge Dennis Blackman called uh, Mallory, quote, probably the most prolific collector of child pornography in the entire world, end quote. I I don't even like how that's phrased. That makes it sound like it's a virtue or just, it makes it sound like it's like some little quirk about him. He's probably the most prolific collector of child pornography. What a prolific collector, a collector. He just collects it. It's just a collection. It's a hobby. It's just disgusting. His his conviction and sentence was affirmed by the Court of Appeals on May 7th. Cranford advocated against Mallory's release in a December letter to the Parole Board. Mallory was the first eligible for parole in December 2019, seven years after his conviction. According to a Parole Board spokesman, Mallory's eligibility, uh, eligibility was determined by Georgia's sentencing laws for consecutive sentences despite the length of his sentence. The board reconsidered the case and set a new parole month of December 2022. Cranford said he opposed parole now or any time in the future and said the Troop County community would be offended if Mallory was released after serving just seven years of his 1,000-year sentence. Uh, he said in, in the letter, quote, The evidence shows that Mallory is sexually deviant and commits these crimes by compulsion as much as by choice. And, of course, it's by choice. Um... Nobody's forcing him to commit these acts. Nobody's forcing him to download child porn, even if he's got some desire that he can't control. Which I don't believe. I believe people can control their desires if they really want to, if they work at it. You know, other otherwise, that that to say that they can't help it, that's to say that G, the the power that you know Jesus on the cross, that power is insufficient. It can't change hearts. It can't change souls. You can't really repent of your sins. It, it, it's, 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 it's blasphemy is what it is. Um, they absolutely can change. And I used this, I used this example before, but I used to, I used to love drugs and alcohol and I loved it and I did it. So I had the compulsion and I had, I made the choice, but now I hate both. And, and I, 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 I don't, I don't, lo- it's not like I, it's not like I still like it. I just don't do it. No, I don't like it. There, there's nothing in me that has any desire to drink, drink or do drugs again. You, you, it, you can change your life. It's, you need your spirit to lead your flesh instead of your flesh leading the spirit, like the Bible says. But of course, many of these people don't believe in the Bible, so that's why they think that. If you have a desire, you can't help it, and you shouldn't even try, which is just absolutely ridiculous. But anyway, he, he also said in the letter, quote, In the current digital age, uh, no amount of supervision can stop a compulsive sexual deviant like Mallory from seeking out the most heinous images and videos of small children being sexually abused, end quote. Um, and, and people like this Mallory guy, they're creating a market for this stuff. This is why children are abused. And by the way, if if, if anybody watching, if you if you view any pornography, even even consensual adult pornography, you're contributing to this too. Uh, and we talked about that in the last video. But uh, that is a main driver for child sex trafficking and child pornography and all of that stuff. Uh, it, it's all the same market. It contributes to the same market. There are many articles on exactly that, uh, and, and you can look them up. And I, I, we're going to talk about that uh, a little later but because um, there's more that I have to say that I didn't get a chance to in the in the last video. Um, so continuing on, two victims involved in the case are uh, also opposed parole, Cranford said. At a minimum, they asked that Mallory be banned from Troop County and from contacting them if he was released. Um, Cranford said, uh, quote, Mallory's crimes did not allow for the state to seek or the trial to or the trial court to impose a sentence without parole eligibility and parole is a power exercised exclusively by the state board of pardons and paroles and quote in an april response to cranford the parole board said earlier release was possible due to performance incentive credits so basically what if he behaves Board spokesman Steve Hayes and Mallory actually served five months in prison beyond the date he was eligible for release by law, and the board followed its guideline system to determine his parole. Um, so Hayes said in an email to AGC.com, which is where the story is from. Quote The clemency recommendation was for a parole release at eligibility. Mallory was released five months later. There, his parole release is not COVID nineteen related. Five months. I mean, it's like, well, hey, he, he he got out late. He didn't get out earlier. He could have got out earlier. He was there five months longer. What more do you want? Well, we want him to never see the light of day again. For the remainder of his sentence, Mallory will be required to register as a sex offender. But as we've seen, many of these sex offenders don't register. And, and they refuse to do it time and time again before they're actually caught or any kind of consequence comes from that. And will be subject to having his parole revoked if he violates the law or the conditions of his release. Subject to having... So that's not that's not saying that he will have his parole revoked. It's just it could happen. Uh, it likely won't. He's banished from Troop County. It doesn't matter. He'll go do so, do it somewhere else. Um, is online, electronic monitoring and cannot contact any victims he he can if he wants, you know, he he may not be able to, he's not legally allowed to, but it's not like it's impossible for him to do that. Um, the board is confident he will be closely monitored by the Georgia Department of Community Supervision. Yeah, right. I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe it. Um, here's another one. Utah CEO. Gets 210 days in jail for having 13,000 files of infant rape and chi- and child rape and bestiality. 210 days in jail. That's, that's all he gets. It was supposed to be 15 years, and that isn't even enough time. Salt Lake City. Oh, and there is it, here. It, this is from KUTV.com. You can go there, and they have a link to an online pe- petition to remove Judge Douglas Hogan. Um, and that, that's that's who to blame for this. Uh, the petition is collecting signatures after his 200-day sentencing of former Utah Tech CEO and admitted pedophile Douglas Saltzman on Thursday. Um, so this happened recently, too. This was May 14th. I'm telling you, this is all just within the past couple of months. All this stuff is happening. A judge sentenced admitted pedophile and former Utah CEO uh, Douglas Saltzman to 210 days in jail and 48 months probation on Thursday for possessing more than 13,000 files of graphic child pornography, some of which involved rape and bestiality. Children actually had to suffer the most horrendous thing, things imaginable just so this guy could have his moments of pleasure. It's it's unbelievable that these people would ever see the light of day again. It's unbelievable to me. Saltzman was facing 1 to 15 years in prison. He didn't even get the one year. That, that was the minimum, 1 to 15 years. One was the minimum sentence. He didn't even get that. And 15 years wouldn't have been long enough anyway. And a ten thousand dollar fine for each of the three second degree felonies uh, for which he pled guilty. Here's a picture of him, so you know what he looks like uh, if you're if you're viewing this. Saltzman, forty, was. Originally facing 11 charges related to the seizure of more than 13,000 files of graphic child pornography in August 2019. Newly revealed in court Thursday was the fact that some of the child pornography files Saltzman admitted to viewing and sexually gratifying himself to feature bestiality. And how long have we said all this sexual perversion every time we legalize something new? It's it's slippery slope. It's going to lead to the legalization of pedophilia and bestiality. And everyone said, Oh no, no, you're crazy. Well what are they doing now? What are they doing now? They're they're releasing these people. They're trying to get it labeled as a mental disorder, which it's not. And by the way, give it enough time if it's labeled as a medical disorder, give it enough time and they'll demand that it's removed as a medical disorder because that's too insulting. It's too too insulting, and it should be celebrated. That's where we're headed. Considered by many to be a computer genius, Saltzman was the founder of a now-defunct blockchain and cryptocurrency company, which was based in Sandy. Um, Judge Douglas Hogan, however, suspended those recommendations, giving Saltzman 210 days in jail. And this is what he said. Um, Yeah, here's what he said. Quote, This is the judge that you should go sign that petition about... Quote, I'm going to suspend the imposition of the statutory terms. I'm going to place Mr. Saltzman on probation with adult probation and parole for a period of 48 months. Consistent with the party's stipulated agreement, Mr. Saltzman will serve 210 days in jail. Credit for the time served up to this point is 148. That leaves an outstanding balance to be served. Upon Upon completing the total of 210 days, he may be released to adult probation and parole and supervision. He's to check in immediately, which means within 48 hours he'll be subject to uh, to Group A sex offender conditions. He'll need to undergo and complete successful successfully sex offender treatment and therapy. He will also need to undergo a drug and alcohol evaluation and comply with any recommendation. Treatment, Mister Saltzman is going to be incumbent upon you when it when you meet with your probation officer. Make sure you completely understand all these conditions. Look at all of this stuff now. How, how much easier would it have been to just put him in jail? Put him in jail, keep him there. You know, that's not as much money on the taxpayer. But now the taxpayer has to pay for all of this stuff that's not going to be effective. How many people, how many, how many pedophiles go to jail and then go through all this therapy and treatment? How many of them end up reoffending? Quite a bit. This does nothing except spend taxpayer money for, for nothing, just so they can be released and allowed to prey on the community again. It's sick. Uh, and, and you guys absolutely should go and sign that petition. Get that, get that judge removed. Um, here's another one. This just happened, what, yesterday, two days ago? At the time of this recording. This is from Washington Examiner. Man who led protests supporting Black Lives Matter arrested on child pornography charges. Uh, so that's why they wanted to fund the police so bad. A man who led Black Lives Matter protests in New Hampshire last month has been indicted on child pornography charges, according to a new report. Um, I will bet that he will be released soon. Chris DeVries, 37, of Jackson, New Hampshire, led a protest on June 21 uh, dubbed Skate Away the Hate, which encouraged participants to ride skateboards down a local highway to show support for the Black Lives Matter movement. Because of his association with Black Lives Matter especially, I, I, I bet this guy gets a very reduced sentence, if any at all, and he'll probably be let go on probation or something um said during the event quote if we divest funds from police and prison systems we all benefit those funds can go to local communities and social services yeah we see why he wants to defund that stuff if there's no prisons he can look up all the child porn he wants heck if he wants to he doesn't have to stop at child porn he can just go and rape kids who's going to stop him there's no prisons there's no police anymore that that's that's his social service for the community The rise has been uh, charged with six counts of possessing child abuse images, one count of possession of psilocybin mushrooms, and one of falsifying physical evidence. Local police said the child pornography charges carry a sentence of up to 15 years in prison and a $4,000 fine. He's not going to get 15 years. Now, I I will be surprised if he sets one foot in a jail cell. The the. Or or in a in a prison cell, you know, after being sentenced, the drug offenses are punishable by up to seven years in prison. The drug offenses, he, he had some shrooms. That can get him seven years, but he'll probably he'll probably not have to serve that for the child pornography, for possessing materials, for possessing the rape of children, for contributing to the market of the rape of children. But 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 the shrooms give him give seven years. That wouldn't surprise me. I, I swear this, all this stuff is so backwards. And I'm not saying shrooms are good at all. You shouldn't do them at all. I mean I, I'm I'm totally fine with people going to prison for that. But um, but it's just it, it just the way that they frame these things. The way the 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 way that you know, one sentence of seven years for shrooms, but then uh, the pornography charges is only. A sentence of up to 15 years, which he likely won't even get. That it'll probably be like the other guy who got who who's supposed to do one year but ended up getting out in 210 days. But because this guy is connected to BLM, I don't think he's gonna. I, I don't think he's gonna get anything. Um. All right. There's more that we got to look at. uh Before we do, I want to tell you a little bit about what we have going on at Daily Renegade. So I I try. I, I wrote about this. Um at dailyrenegade.com, we have a donate page. And if you donate there, it all goes to my son Nathan, who has um been diagnosed with leukemia, and he's been fighting it hard for uh I think it's been about a year now. Um maybe, maybe a little less. No, actually, I think I think it's a little more than a year. It's hard to tell time. It, it's, it's, it's just been so crazy. But um so I was, I was doing a Facebook post and uh, Facebook asked me if I wanted to do a fundraiser. So I was like, hey, you know, that sounds good. Let's try to do a fundraiser. So Facebook offered one to me. It was pitching me on this fundraising idea. So, uh, so I tried. I tried setting up a fundraiser on Facebook for our six-year-old son, Nathan's battle with leukemia. And they're saying that I violated their community standards several times, so I can't do a fundraiser. I have, as far as... As is my recent memory, I have never had a strike for community guidelines or community standards. I've I have not been put in Facebook jail in I think five years. Um, I haven't had any any notifications of any problems whatsoever. But. I, I've been suspecting for a while Facebook's been shadow banning some of my posts. I know for a fact they do. You know, there there are some posts where I, I can just say something like, you know, oh I accidentally swallowed some toothpaste this morning. Yeah, such is life. And I'll get I'll get five hundred comments on that. But then I share an article or a video or I just say something against against uh pedophilia. And some you know, I might get twenty or thirty. But it's nowhere – I have 5,000 people you know, following me on, on Facebook, 5,000 Facebook friends. And I know all of you guys, you don't see my posts because Facebook doesn't allow it. Well, apparently, Facebook thinks that uh, – apparently, they, they have been penalizing me for breaking community standards, but they never bothered to tell me about it. So I couldn't do the fundraiser. So I wrote, you know, I've never been notified of violating anything. I haven't been in Facebook jail in about five years. Censorship to the extreme. This is what unwarranted shadow banning looks like. If you want to help Nathan, you can do so at dailyrenegade.com uh, slash donate. And here's the link. I'll show you guys real quick just what it looks like. Um, so, again, you just go to dailyrenegade.com, and then you can click on uh, the donate link. It's right here, very easy to find. There's a GoFundMe right here that you can donate to. This yellow donate button is direct PayPal. You can do that. Uh, we, there's a Patreon. And then if you want to send a check or money order, there's a P.O. Box. So we have several ways, but um, this would greatly help us. He he has years of, of a very difficult battle ahead of him. And because we're trying to do like more natural things, it's not covered by insurance um his, his main treatment his main treatment it's it's hit or miss but the the natural stuff that we're doing that that's crazy expensive you know it, it's not it's not like how it is for you or me if we're just maintaining our health and we just we we have a, a regimen of supplements and you know it it's it's still pricey but it's manageable it's not like that for for him it's extremely extremely expensive so we're asking people if you can Uh, donate, go to dailyrenegade.com slash donate. Also, while you're there, become a member and you get lots of great content. Look at all these shows we have. Um... We we have a ton of shows here, so you're gonna find something you like. It's not just Peck Report. We got Radical Christian with Drew uh, Graphia. We got Detox Babylon, which is like a documentary style type of show. The Christian Marauder. Um, we 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 even have we, we have stuff for women, men, you know, young, old, everything in between, um, beginning and end. Signs Sealed, delivered. We have a, a Beauty in the Bible, uh, Moms of Miracles through the Black Uncensored, Christian Contrarian, uh, Get Real, cr- Christ. Curls and Conversations. That is a great show, especially if you are addicted to pornography and you're trying to quit. Uh, look up uh, Bree Marie Atkins. She she had a similar problem, and her whole ministry is built on um, helping people get free from their sin of pornography. And so uh, so we we host her uh, here at Daily Renegade, Eye for Prophecy, which is just a, a quick rundown of the week's Prophetic headlines, you know, headlines, things that are happening in the news that are prophetic in some way. Um, so we have all of this, and we have a lot more. We have articles that you can read that are exclusive for members only. So it is only, it is only a hundred. Here's, you can show, I can show you the plans and pricing. It's only ten dollars a month, or the best value, a hundred dollars a year. That is the best value because you get two months for free. Um, you pay for it once, you don't have to think about it for a whole year. And you get, you get all of the same stuff. So you just, it's just not as expensive. So I suggest you get that if, if you're going to do it. Um, and it really helps us out. We, we also support other ministries as well. So your membership, your, your membership money isn't just going to us. It is going to us to help us, uh, build up the website more and keep this ministry going. Um, but it's it, it, we we also support other ministries such as a couple of ministries that uh, minister to the Jewish people in Israel try to get uh try to witness to them and 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 show them who their messiah is a children's hospital and a um pro life uh ministry called created equal which are just excellent wonderful ministry so again dailyrenegade.com uh go there get a membership today $10 a month or $100 a year $100 a year is the best value okay so we have more to get to. I don't know how many of you have seen the um documentary that was really popular on Facebook or on Facebook on Netflix about the about the child Gabriel Fernandez who died uh at the hand, hands of his parents. He was uh, ruthlessly abused and he lost his life, he died unfortunately. Um but Social workers didn't do anything about it or couldn't. Well, there's some news on that, and I, I'm putting that in with this because it's it's child abuse and it really shows how our society looks at children. Our children should be the most precious thing that we have, you know in in life. They're the most innocent, the most pure, the most precious thing that we have. But our society hates kids, and I'll never understand that. Our society absolutely hates kids. Why, why do you think every comedian has jokes about uh how, how you know about how how you know the whiny baby in the airplane or the kids running around in a restaurant every comedian talks about why because he's tapping into a common hate that every, everybody just hates kids because what because they're annoying because they're loud how annoying do you think we are to god sometimes you know if 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 a little baby is annoying to us how how Infinitely more annoying are we to the creator of the universe. It, it, and it really puts things in perspective. There's nothing annoying about a child in that way where where the child should be a, a subject of hate. And, and there's no reason that those jokes should be seen as funny. The only reason those, po- those comedians get so popular is because a lot of people feel that way. A lot of people hate their kids. We have a we have a society that just hates kids, especially babies, especially the unborn. And you see it all over. So I'm including this case uh, in what we're talking about today, because this is this is a perfect example of exactly the type of society that breeds things like child abuse and pedophilia, and, and this is why you have pedophile apologists now saying it's a mental disorder. But there there's some there's some news in this case that's probably going to infuriate you. It did me. Case dismissed against social workers charged in death of Gabriel Fernandez, uh, Fox5Atlanta.com. So a judge Thursday dismissed charges against four social workers who were accused of failing to protect an eight-year-old uh, Antelope Valley boy whose mother and her boyfriend were convicted of uh, this May 2013, of his May 2013 torture death. The case was featured in the Netflix documentary, The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez. District Attorney Jackie Lacey announced in February that state law is not on our side in the case of Stephanie Rodriguez and Patricia Clement and their supervisors, Kevin Baum and Gregory Merritt, after a three-justice panel from California's Second District Court of Appeal ruled that Los Angeles Superior Court Judge George G. Lomily should have granted the defense's motion to dismiss the case. The four were charged in March twenty sixteen with one felony count each of the child each of child abuse and falsifying public records in connection with Gabriel Fernandez's death. Uh, David Green, a social worker and union representative for Southern California Public. Service workers released the following statement. Quote, What happened to Gabrielle Fernandez was an unspeakable tragedy. It exposed problems in the child welfare system that led to important reforms like better training and mentoring, the reduction of caseloads. So social workers weren't trying to juggle protecting up to 60 children at once. It's these syst- systemic reforms, not scapegoating individual social workers that will keep children safe. End quote. I disagree. I disagree okay, it's either these it's either these social workers had no power and they literally could not do anything, which I don't believe. If I was a social worker and I knew something like that was going on, I don't care if I have to drive to the house myself and get the kid out of that circumstance. I will you know i I don't care if I have to go there with a police officer myself and lose my job over it to to save a child's life that is worth a worthy sacrifice. But it's either they had no power whatsoever, and if that's the case, why do we even have that as a job? Why is that even a profession? Why is that a position? If they have no power, what do they do? What's their job then? If they if they can't do anything, it's either that or they are responsible in some way. And I, I think the latter. Quote, my office vigorously pursued uh, peru- pursued those who directly caused Gabriel's death and those who failed to intervene to protect him. Uh, end quote, and this is from the county's top prosecutor. He said it in a written statement released in February. Also, you know these social work make an example of them. so other all this is doing is incentivizing other social workers to do the same thing to to get lazier. I mean government government jobs already breed a type of laziness anyway. not saying that all government government workers are lazy, but it, it does seem to a, a attract and breed that that type of of, of mentality. Uh, make an example of them. If, if I was a social worker and I knew that one of my social worker friends, uh, just got sent to prison because he, he, he ignored several, uh, a- attempts to, uh, you know, alert him about abuse going on and a child died. I, I would be d- disincentivized, de-incentivized. I don't know the word for that. <laughs> but I, I would not be incentivized to, um, to, 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 to let things slip through, I, I would, I would be more motivated to make sure I was doing my job properly. You would think the death of a child would be enough to do that, but again, our culture, for some reason, our society hates children. Um, and I mean society, not culture. I believe that we have one society made up of two cultures right now. Um, and I've talked about that before, but, um, while we prevailed against those who inflicted the injuries, the appellate court uh, rejected our theory of criminal liability against the social workers who my office believed had a duty to protect Gabriel. Of course they did. What why what is their position, if not that? What why what what is their job? Um so there's more to the story if you want to look it up. There's there's a lot to it, but I, I just wanted to let you guys know what was going on in that case, in case you didn't hear it, hear about it already. So That kind of thing happens more often than is actually reported. Ex VP of major military contractor DynCorp and senior Pentagon official guilty for child sex abuse. And again, July 13th, 2020. So another one that, and he'll probably be released. DynCorp has been implicated in trafficking children all over the world. Why have they not been properly investigated? And this comes from CollectiveEvolution.com. So retired Army Major General James Grazioplene has been given 20 years for aggravated sexual battery. He's been in jail for approximately 18 months, so he'll probably be released in a week or two. He was expected to be released on Wednesday. See? He was expected to be released on Wednesday and will serve 20 years of probation, according to Elmore's lawyer, Ryan Gilds. Okay, so he's been given 20 years for aggravated... When did this happen? All right. He's been implicated in multiple sex abuse allegations over many years. This specific case had to do with his daughter who first reported to Army officials in 2015 that her father reportedly molested and raped her throughout her childhood. Okay, so it's not like he's been in jail for 20 years and they're letting him out. This The first time that it was reported was five years ago, and that doesn't mean that's when he was actually arrested. That's just when it was first reported. So, at most, he's been in jail five years. At most. He was given 20 years. He... He's only been in jail for 18 months, and he was expected to be released on Wednesday, and he will serve 20 years of probation. He got out after 18 months, and he was supposed to do 20 years. See? see they're being released. What is going on here? Why is this happening? It's like all of these pedophiles are being released at the same time. Um. The military launched an investigation and found enough evidence, even 30 years later, to move forward, uh, move toward a trial in 2017. Uh, Grazioplin retired in tw- 2005 after a career that included stints as a commander within the 82nd Airborne Division and senior staff positions at the Pentagon. He also became a vice president at the contractor DynCorp International, uh, but is no longer with the company, obviously. Um so there, there's more opinion-based kind of stuff here with with this whole case. If you wanna, if you wanna read through it, uh, now this isn't just here in America. Um, well, actually, we'll get to that story in a minute. Um, this one I wanted to look at. This just happened. A Georgia father was actually arrested after attacking a man in his 14-year-old daughter's room. Police say. And he beat, choked, and fired gunshots at the man. Now, it's, when you read the story, I don't think he was necessarily firing gunshots at him, even though he would. I mean, if if somebody's in my daughter's room, absolutely they're going to get shot. Uh, but let, let's let's. It sounds more like he was just firing him in the air, like, "Hey, don't come back." But but let's let's read the story. A Georgia man is under arrest. This guy actually got arrested for this. Not not. I'm not talking about the pedophile. I'm talking about the man who defended his daughter, the good father who beat this guy up, who was in his daughter's room. The father got arrested. This is how backwards our legal system is. A Georgia man is under arrest for severely beating and choking a man uh, he found inside his 14-year-old daughter's bedroom, authority said. Ismail Casillas I don't know. Forty-one found uh, Keywan Keywan. Oh my gosh, these names. Kiwan Trezes, Trezes, Humphreys. We're calling him Humphreys. Uh, Twenty inside his daughter's room in their Coahoma County home on July fourth and erupted in anger. Investigators told uh, WAGA Twenty Four uh, or t- TV in Atlanta. So imagine, imagine you have a 14 year old daughter and you find a 20 year old man in her bedroom. What would you do? I would do the same thing. What? I, uh. And this guy wasn't invited in or anything. It's not like they were having a nice dinner. Let, let, let's let's continue. He began to choke and beat Humphreys, knocking out some of his teeth in the process, authorities said. He then asked his wife for a gun and followed Humphreys after he jumped out of a window in an effort to escape. According to the news outlet, in the front yard, Casillas uh, allegedly resumed the beating and fired several shots through the neighborhood as Humphreys fled on foot. Investigators said Casillas' actions in the yard crossed the line. What about Humphreys who crossed the line? Uh, since Humphreys, who is also known as Man Man, was fleeing and not a threat, of course you don't know that he's not a threat. What if he's le- What you don't? When somebody's running away, you don't know where they're going, what they're doing. What if he was running back to get a gun from one of his friends? Or running back to get a weapon? What if? What if he was just running around the house to come back and attack this guy an hour later in his sleep? They they can't they can't say that he wasn't a threat. Once once you decide to break into somebody's house, you're a threat. Once you decide to enter the bedroom of somebody's fourteen year old daughter, you are a threat that doesn't go away just because you're not in the room or on the property anymore. You're still a threat. Like again, this this culture, this 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 this, this cultural shift we have of making the perpetrators into victims is is sickening. No, he did not cross the line. And I don't we don't know what fired through the neighborhood meant. Was he like firing it through where anybody could have got shot or was he firing it in the air? My guess would be in the air, but it doesn't say, so we don't know. Now, obviously if he was firing literally through the neighborhood and through people's houses, that's very reckless and you shouldn't be doing that. Somebody could get killed, but that's not what it's saying happened. And you know, if that if that did happen, they would be saying it. Um Through the neighborhood, Uh, to me, that just sounds like a doublespeak thing for he probably fired in the air just to make a lot of noise and warn the guy, hey, if you're thinking about getting a weapon, I have a gun, so don't come back. Casillas is charged with aggravated assault, and Humphreys faces a child molestation charge, calls to the Coweta County Sheriff's Office were not immediately returned, as well as messages to Casilla's family through a GoFundMe page set up to cover his legal fees. Investigators said Humphreys was in a relationship with the teen girl and had climbed through her bedroom window. Amazing how they leave that at the very bottom. Shouldn't that be at the very top of the headline? I mean... Whether he broke in or was invited in, that's a pretty big detail to put to to like hide at the very bottom. And this is Fox News uh, of all places, but they they've been kind of slipping a lot too lately. I, I swear the stuff is everywhere. It's not just in America though. Th- this is everywhere in the world Th- now. This this is a horrifying story, but this just shows uh, there there's some spirit of of like sexual violence that's that's like running rampant all over the world. Um and we're seeing it in our country but we're seeing it in other countries too. 5-year-old boy is and this is from Daily Mail brutally gang raped on a remote Australian beach by a by a group of children all aged under 13. So children aged under 13 raped a 5-year-old a 5-year-old boy um brutally before alleged victim is rushed to hospital with horrific injuries, so a five-year-old boy has allegedly uh, been gang-raped by a group of children all aged under 13 on a remote beach in an Aboriginal community in far north Queensland. Now, I don't know much about Aboriginal communities or what they're all about, uh, so what little I know is basically what's in this article, uh, which isn't much. The attack unfolded, but but it, it doesn't it doesn't matter what they're it, it's it's evil is evil. You're raping. It's it's just evil. But what what is going on in that community for the children to think that to, to do this? And I'm telling you, whatever's going on, we're going to start seeing that here. It's not just confined over there because they're different people and they have different. Co- no, no, no. Whatever. They're just a little bit further ahead of us on this whole thing. We're gonna start seeing that kind of thing happen here because it's the same evil spirits that that are that are inspiring this stuff we're gonna see children raping children here in this country if we don't do anything about it and if we keep indulging in this over sexualized uh, culture of you know in, in our entertainment and our media and we're gonna to get to that, uh, but that—that's what's driving this whole thing, the oversexualization that our, our our country has, and 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 when we participate in that, we're allowing for these kinds of things to happen. Um. The attack unfolded in Napernium, on a northwest coast of Cape York in Queensland on July first. Uh, police allege the four boys accused of the rape have been taken into custody. Uh, while the 800-strong community has banned them from returning to the town, the alleged attack was so violent the five-year-old required emergency medical treatment and was airlifted, airlifted to Cairns Hospital some 800 kilometers away. Community members said the disturbing allegations have torn several families apart and reopened wounds from a shocking sex crime that happened 15 years earlier. So it's, I you know, apparently this happened something, or something similar, some sort of sex crime happened 15 years earlier. Uh, one local said, quote, these are big arguments about how this happened. Um, it is creating big problems in the town. It's not the first time something like this has happened, end quote. The neighboring community of Arakan, about 40 kilometers south of Niprinam, was at the center of nationwide outrage in 2006 when a 10-year-old girl was gang raped by nine men aged between 13 and 25. So some of these were kids. Kids that, I I, this I just pray the Lord Jesus Christ comes quickly. I this this is this is getting ridiculous. The young girl was born to an alcoholic mother and suffered from a mild intellectual disability, so a disabled girl, and, and and that's who they decided to rape. Not that it would have been any better if she wasn't disabled, but that's that's just the. That that just makes it all the sicker. Although the men all pleaded guilty to a litany of sexual offenses, the judge the judge see here we go again. The judge spared them jail time and said the victim probably agreed to have sex with them. Can you believe that? This is where our culture is headed too. You think it's bad now? This this is what's going to happen. Victim blaming. I want to read that again. Although the men all pleaded guilty to a litany of sexual offenses, the judge spared them jail time and said the victim probably agreed to have sex with them. A child can't agree to any sexual contact whatsoever. Contact. They don't know what's being asked of them. It is impossible. You have to be an adult to consent. Children can't consent. And again if you th- if you think that th- this is just some weird backwards culture on the other side of the world and it's not going to happen here you got another thing coming because th- this is going to happen here if we don't do something about this This is where we're headed She ruled the men were also victims themselves So she so apparently this this judge is a woman no less you know, you would expect a man to make a, a, a ruling like that, siding with the, the, the men rapists. No, this is a woman. She ruled that the men were also victims. The men, were vi- the rapists, were victims themselves after growing up deprived and su- uh, subjected to physical and sexual abuse at the hands of others in their community. So it seems like this is a big problem in the, in this community. But again, it's a big problem in our own country, isn't it? It, it, it's it's this whole idea of making the perpetrators the victims. I don't care what you go through in your life. you don't get to hurt other people. Look, I have been through some horrendous stuff myself. A lot of people have. I, I, I have been through abuses that I don't talk about. I that does not give me an excuse to then go and abuse other people. and if I know that, there's 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 anybody can know that. It's not like I had some stellar upbringing. It's it's just common sense. It's right and wrong. It's do you want to hurt people or not? And if you want to hurt people, you need to be removed from society. No convictions were recorded in the horrifying case, sparking fury across Australia. Then Prime Minister Kevin Rudd expressed his anger at the court's decision at the time. He said, quote, I'm disgusted and appalled by the reports I've seen in today's newspapers on this case. My attitude of violence towards women and children, including sexual violence towards women and children, is one of zero tolerance. End quote. Due to the young age of the alleged offenders in Napranum, police can use their discretion to determine how to proceed with prosecution. Throw them in jail. Get these people off the streets. I don't care how old they are. If they're that young... I, they they have to have they have to learn that there's consequences to their actions maybe maybe they've been raised in a community that that tells them to do this stuff get them out of that community then they they need to be they need to be removed taken not put in some other community not just relocated they they need to really be removed out of society Maybe it's a little different for a child. Maybe a child can can have some hope at change. You know, really anybody can have hope at change. The problem is the church isn't doing enough to go and witness the people. Jesus Christ is is what would fix all of this. When you have a relationship, and that's what I credit my 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 own like getting over my own abuses too. I I, I credit that solely to Jesus Christ. Without without Jesus, I probably would be a very angry individual. And and I would be self-absorbed. I would only be thinking of myself. I'd be selfish. I remember what I was like before I got serious about Jesus. And I, I wasn't a very pleasant person. I wasn't physically abusive or, or sexually abusive or anything like that. But uh, but I wasn't very pleasant to be around. I was extremely se- self-centered. I didn't care about anybody. I was depressed all the time. I, I I basically hated everyone, and I hated myself more. Um, I was a liar. I, you know, I was just every every. Everyone in my life, you, you know, I, I just I, I didn't get close to I just lied to them constantly. And I, I kept trying to make them think I was something that I wasn't, you know, I kept trying to make them think that I was like a uh, some kind of big shot. But but what got me out of that wasn't some therapy program or somebody just reasoning with me, you know, and I'm not saying that therapies I I've gone through. Uh, Christian counseling myself and found it to be very beneficial, but it's got to be done. It's for me, it had to be done, it had, and I think for everybody, it's got to be done through Jesus Christ. Um, the the only way that I, I I can credit who I am today, all of the good things, it's Jesus. The bad things, I will own. You know, anything bad you see in me, that's me. Anything good you see in me, anything that 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 is in in compliance with God's will, that is that is Jesus. It's not me. Uh, but but. That's what happens when we have the spirit of, of Christ living in us. You know, he, he makes us better. He makes us, you know, we want to be more like him. He, he helps us through that. So, the only chance that these people have, that this world has, is accepting Jesus as their Savior. We, as the church, we have to go out and preach the gospel to people. And apparently, we're not doing a great job of it. And I'm not saying me and you personally, I'm not saying you personally. If you're listening to this, I'm just saying the church as a whole. I mean, we have 68 percent of men, Christian men, addicted to pornography right now. I, I, we we have a lot of work to do just within our own ranks. I, I, we're 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 it, it's like we're unfit to preach the gospel to the world, though we're not. But it seems like on the surface that we are, or or we like to think that we are, but we're not. I mean, the 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 Great Commission is not conditional. We're we're told, we're commanded. To go and preach the gospel to all nations, you know, make disciples. And I, I don't know how effectively we've been doing that, or how much we've been doing that. So it says here, ten is the age of is is the age an offender can be found guilty of a crime. But if a child under thirteen commits an offense, police can issue a caution. Another option is restorative justice, a tactic commonly used in indigenous communities, which normally involves extensive counseling, uh, mediated meeting with the families, with the victim's family, and an apology to the victim. The, I, I just think these people got to be taken out of society. I mean, how how else can you be sure that they're not going to commit the crime again when there's so many repeat offenders? The alleged Neprenum gang rape is the latest in a series of horrifying cases in remote Aboriginal communities. A 27-year-old man was sentenced to 13 years in prison in March for raping a 2-year-old girl in Tennant Creek in the Northern Territory while her mother was sleeping in a crime that shocked Australia. The toddler suffered severe internal injuries in the 2018 attack and had to be flown to the Adelaide Hospital, where she underwent a blood transfusion. Such... <sighs> There's a lot I could say right now. Such incidents have raised concerns about child safety in remote indigenous communities. It's not just in indigenous communities. I we're seeing it in our own country. You can't blame this on just somebody's culture and they're just allowing it. It's a human problem that we as humans are not taking control over or not taking ownership of. You know, we're not holding these people accountable. It's not just this one community it's all communities all over the world they're they're letting this stuff slide it, like i said before it's like a spirit of sexual abuse and violence has been released over the world and and we're just allowing it in in 2016, a Griffith University study headed by Professor Stephen Smallbone examined the prevalence of sexual abuse in indigenous North Queensland community. It found sex crimes in uh, Arukan were occurring at a rate of 6.6 times higher than the rest of Queensland, with the average age of victims just 14. Uh, but, But again... It may be happening more there, but the fact that it's happening isn't because this is just some other community. It happens in all communities. Maybe there's something about maybe it's not policed well, you know, it's policed worse in this community. That's why it's happening more. I don't know, but but they can't you it, it, it it's a convenient excuse to just say, well, those those people are different. You know, that's why they struggle with this. It's just like how we Protestants we like to pretend mm-hmm. that that the Catholics are the ones that really deal with the pedophilia problem. It's Protestants, too. It's everywhere. And it's because every group wants to ignore the fact that whatever group they belong to has a problem with it, too. Everybody wants to ignore that conveniently, and then it never gets dealt with because of that. Because all we're doing is just pointing the finger at everybody else. And we're not taking ownership for, for any of it ourselves. And you might be thinking that, well, I'm not involved in I'm not involved in um sexual abuse of any kind. You know, I don't I don't have a part in this. You might. You might and not know it. Um do, do you watch anything on TV that's sexually explicit in any way? That any 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 form of entertainment that uses sex to uh and and entice the viewers to watch more i mean even just like low cut you know tops on girls or whatever uh basically every show that you watch is going to have some of that in there right we have got to turn our TVs off uh, have you have you taken time to really get active in the fight against things like child sex trafficking and i don't mean Posting Chrissy Teigen tweets and saying what an awful person she is. That's, that's not joining in the fight against child sex trafficking. I mean, really, really joining in it. Not just supporting ministries like Whispering Ponies Ranch that, that actually help kids who come out of child sex trafficking. Not just that, but taking a personal ap- approach and saying, I no longer am going to support this sexualized culture we live in. Yeah, every everywhere in this culture sex sells sex sells if something is using sex to try to sell you don't buy it whatever it is and i know it's hard because that's pretty much everything but the only way that we turn this country around is to stop letting sex sell us we we that, that's that's it's 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 being cultivated it's being allowed to thrive because sex sells and we are allowing it to we have freedom of choice in this. We don't have to buy stuff or engage in things that's sexual at all. You know, we can save that for our wives or husbands. Um, Terry Crews recently put out something that I thought was good, and there, there's a story, and I want to I talk a little bit about what our role in this is before we, we call it a day, but this comes from da- Daily Wire. Terry Crews, he's an uh, actor, but uh, he's, he's awesome, by the way, he's... He's he's great, but as a leftist call for defunding the police, actor Terry Cruz has called for defunding of adult entertainment website Pornhub. So he, he actually said defund Pornhub. Um, defo- defund Pornhub, the actor tweeted on Tuesday, tagging the anti-porn organization Fight the New Drug. Terry Crews has raised a lot of eyebrows over the past few weeks for criticizing the more radical elements of the Black Lives Matter movement. And his followers were not exactly enthusiastic about his newfound anti-porn stance either. Um, we all should be anti-porn. It destroys the soul. It destroys families. It destroys homes. All for what? A few moments of pleasure. It's, it's, it, it is a completely, it, it's a, it's a sacrifice of so much important stuff just for a little bit here and now pleasure that fades away quickly. And then it's craved once again. One user said, you may as well tweet all lives matter at this point. And, um, other people are, are saying that like porn is good and, and they're talking about sex workers and stuff. Other users agreed with Terry Crews and has called it to fund Pornhub, though. The actor gave no specifics on how the goal would be accomplished. Uh, so, you know, he had a lot of support with that. um, and you you can read the whole story, but 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 we absolutely should oppose uh, Pornhub and all pornography and stop contributing to this oversexualized culture. If we're participants in it, then I mean we're participants in all of it. it it's it's an all or none thing. Because it, it, it's all connected, it all feeds off of each other. That's why I say if if you even watch, if you're watching sexually explicit stuff like Game of Thrones, you're you're directly contributing to child sex trafficking. You're 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 creating a market. You're engaged in this sexualized culture. You're telling the people who make these decisions that there is a market for this sexualized stuff, and th- those are connected with the same people who traffic children because there's a market for it. Child, se- child sex traffickers go through Pornhub because they see how many views Pornhub gets. They see they see how many hits they get every day. I mean, it's like the largest website in the world right now. It's It's humongous. They see all that traffic, and they say, hey, we want to traffic our kids through there and make a ton of money. And they do. That's not a conspiracy theory. That is verified fact. They've been caught in this before. And it's still going on. So if you're viewing things on porn, Pornhub, you are directly contributing to that market. You are telling these traffickers there's a market for it here. And the minutes that you're watching, the videos that you're watching, all that view count, that's contributing to this problem. That's growing, that's growing this market. Meaning that there is a child being raped somewhere because you watched a porn video. That's just how, that's how the culture works, and I I, I I hate that that's the case, but nobody is going to be honest with you and just tell you bluntly how it is. I'll do it because I I don't I, I'm not in this for me, and I know a lot of what I say is unpopular anyway. I'm just, but. I All I know is when I stand before God, I want to be able to tell him, you know what, I was honest with people and I didn't sugarcoat anything. I did tell people who followed me that if you view porn, if you view sexually explicit material, even 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 movies and stuff that you can just watch on cable, you're directly contributing to the child trafficking mar- mar- marketplace. You're contributing to this over-sexualized culture, this culture that sells everything through sex. You're contributing to that and i had i had to wake up to this fact too you know we we all do we all have to realize that so um to to kind of wrap up here i saw what i thought was uh you know a really a short just a short i don't know if this is a quote or what um but a, a friend i have on facebook i don't know this person personally but you know when i say friend i mean like a friend on facebook a facebook friend uh, I was scrolling through my feed and I saw this pop up and it inspired some thoughts. I thought it was, I thought it, I don't know if he wrote this or if he got it from somewhere else, but, um, it says, there are many types of thieves, but the married man who watches porn is among the worst because he robs his wife. Absolutely correct. And that inspired some thoughts from me. And so I want to share this with you in closing because some people might feel convicted and might not know what they can do about it. Um, So, this, this is, this is one way. And if you don't view pornography, then great. Make sure, make sure you don't start. Teach your kids not to. You got to have these uncomfortable conversations with your kids and your community. You you can talk to your friends about the dangers of pornography, but also also stay away from sexually explicit anything anything that that uses sex to sell its product, whether it's a TV show, uh, whether it's a a a brand of soda. You know who knows? I, I I think we we should totally disassociate from all that stuff. I would now I know us doing that is not going to be as strong as the sex industry is right now. But again, when we stand before God, what do we want to tell him? Do we want to tell him that you know what we did we did contribute to sex culture because we bought things that used sex to sell? Or do we want to tell him I don't know if it made a big difference or not, but I decided I I did not want to support anything that uses sex to sell because I know ultimately it all leads to child sex trafficking, and I didn't want any part in that. Even if my decision to do that did not make a big dent in the problem, um, I didn't want to do that. We all have to stand before God someday, and I would rather tell him that. But the, the, the great thing is if we all individually make this decision, we can shift the culture. I used the example before uh, of how people are eating healthier now. That wasn't done from the top down. That wasn't done by the government making some new law. That that was done by individuals taking responsibility for their own health, and now it's a big movement. We are in a really good place and time right now because there there is a lot of focus right now, more than any other time, on uh, the child sex trafficking epidemic and on pedophilia and the normalization of pedophilia. There's a lot of focus on that right now. We need to capitalize on that. And the way we do that is is by inspiring people to completely disassociate from anything that uses sex to sell things. Sex is supposed to be something between uh, husband and wife. That's it. That's it. Um, that's not meant to be shared anywhere else. That's a private thing that's meant only uh, – and again, that quote – there are many types of thieves, but the married man who watches porn is among the worst because he robs from his wife. If you're sharing, if you're sharing any of your your, your sexual appetite or, or interest or or, or any, anything sexual with anything else, even a TV show or a movie that's like provocative, um, you're robbing you're robbing from your spouse. You're robbing from your husband or your wife. So I I, I wrote this, and then we'll use this to to close up tonight. Um 68% of Christian men struggle with an addiction to pornography. There's a large percentage of women addicted to it as well. Many reading this likely struggle with it too. So I'll say many listening to this right now, pro- probably a lot of you, probably more than half, I I would wager, uh struggle with it too. And okay, I I'm, I'm not and by the way, I want to I want to make absolutely clear that I say this, I am not judging you. I'm not saying that you're irredeemable or what an evil person you are. I'm not saying any of that all all i want to do is alert you to the realities because no one else will most churches won't um definitely the culture won't and you, you there's no other way for you to know it so that i'm just informing you that this is what you're supporting if you engage in this stuff and it's not so to make myself look better or anything like that. I mean, what you think I've never seen a rated R movie before? Um, I'm in the same, I'm in the same boat. You know, we all are, but that's why we need each other. We need each other to hold each other accountable, to sharpen one another. And, um, that, that's one of the- that's one of the ways that I can help serve you, that I can serve you is by just being honest with you and telling you what this, is what it does and what contributes to child sex trafficking. Because I know you, I know basically everybody listening. You want to be good Christians and you want to please Jesus and, and you want to be a good follower of Christ, as do I. And so the best way that we can do that is through knowing what's right, what's wrong, what's okay, what isn't, what contributes to what you know. Uh, and so. We, we, how else are we going to know unless we know? So I'm not saying it is like a condemnation or to judge anybody or to, uh, you know, be, be angry or, or make you feel bad about yourself or anything. I mean, if it if it if it causes you to change, maybe you should feel a little bit bad. There's nothing wrong with that uh, if it causes you to change. But uh, again, it's just these, these are things that we, we all need to repent of and we need to get more comfortable with being open and honest with each other about this kind of stuff. So, and, and being willing to accept reproof when it comes because, you know, when God teaches, he's a good father. He's going to teach us. He's going to, it, sometimes the teachings are, are, you know, they're, they're tough. He, he, is tough, but it, it's tough love, but it's still love, right? So, we need to follow his instruction. Um, pornography. Many reading this, many listening to this probably struggle with it. The good news is you can learn to hate it and never crave it again. That is absolutely true. You can learn to hate pornography and never crave it again. And there's a lot of people that hate pornography and they crave it. They're not hypocrites. That's not what a hypocrite is. The world would label those people as hypocrites, but they're not. I remember when I was a drug addict, I hated the drugs. You know, I mean, I, my body, my flesh liked it. They, I liked the pleasure I was getting from it, but there came a point when I did it so much, I started to hate that I was doing it, but I would do it anyway. That, that's not a hypocrite. A hypocrite is, is somebody who makes, who makes different rules for themselves than other people. So if I, if I was like, okay, you guys can't do drugs, but I'm going to do all the drugs I want. And then I made some kind of weird exception for myself. That's a hypocrite. But there are a lot of porn addicts that, they don't enjoy it not really i mean they hate that they that they keep engaging in it actually pretty i think basically all christians who engage in pornography feel exactly like that they don't enjoy it it's not it's not like the world you know the, the world the world's addicted to pornography and they don't care they love it they they would love to have more you know they think it's a virtue they think it's something to be proud of christians aren't like that So as a Christian, you're going to want to get a control of this. One good product I can suggest is called Covenant Eyes for the phone. Even if you're not addicted to pornography, but you just want to keep something on your phone to make sure your kids aren't getting into stuff, Covenant Eyes is... So, I have it on my phone, and uh what you do is you set your your husband or your wife as your accountability partner you know uh, but what happens is if your kids ever get a hold of your phone gets a hold of your phone and tries to get into something, it'll send an alert to your wife's phone or your husband's it'll send it to your accountability partner because the app the app will look at it as if you know you're falling into pornography again, but it's it can be used as a great way to know if your kids are getting into something that they shouldn't be getting into uh, when you don't have your phone because they have it. You know, if you're letting them borrow it or if they say, you know, hey, can I make a phone call? Or, you know, whatever. <laughs> can I look up something for a report that for school? You know, whatever it is. You can put this on your your phones and your computers, and you, you and your wife or you and your husband, if you're male or female, you uh, – put your put each other as your accountability partners and then it'll send an alert because if you just have yourself it'll send an alert to your phone if your kid gets on your phone and gets into something and then he can just delete that alert so you you set an accountability partner uh... but but so even if you don't have any kind of like a porn addiction thing going on in your family it's it's great uh, for to just keep track of if your kids use your phone or something um, so Christina and I use it for that. But if you do have a uh, porn addiction that you're trying to quit, this Covenant Eyes is a great app for that. Um, now, your accountability partner. If you're married, this should be your wife. If you have a porn addiction, then your wife should be your accountability partner. Um, and then it's just, okay, so at that point, so the app takes five minutes to download and install, all right? So I said that this process takes an hour to start. We're only five minutes in. Um, so then it's just the cravings and urges you have to take control over. Now, a good way to do this is to read every article. Take the rest of that hour, and really, I mean, you, you should spend hours and hours. Do it. Do it until you just can't do it anymore, until you're just so sick of porn that you just hate everything about it. But this this is this is how to get rid of that craving. This is how to never crave it again. Um, read every article you can find about how pornography aids and motivates child sex trafficking. Find every single one you can find, and there's a lot. There's a ton of information on this, so it'll be easy, and you'll you'll have a lot to read. Uh, so it'll it'll definitely take up a lot of your time. Um, you, you won't you won't find an end to the amount of information that's out there about this. So every bit of pornography that is watched has a direct effect on the increase of child rape. You need to start seeing looking at it like that. Don't don't close your you know inner ears or inner eyes or whatever. Don't close your mind to that. Don't just conveniently ignore that. Confront it. Force yourself to read these articles. This this is how this is how you get rid of the cravings. Um. Every bit of pornography that's watched has a direct effect on the increase of child rape. So every time you watch a video, basically you can think about it like this. Another child is going to be raped now because you have now expanded the market. You've grown the market a little bit more, and that's going to cause more child rape. You need to start seeing it like that, uh, and it's, it's an absolutely true way to see it. Um, Even if you aren't personally viewing child porn, pornography in any form directly contributes to child sex trafficking and child pornography. Think of this in its truest and most personal form. Children are being raped so you can have your moment of pleasure even if you don't see the rape personally. It doesn't matter. It's still happening. Children have been featured on Pornhub, the country's largest distributor of pornography. So if you're on Pornhub or any porn site, they all have this problem. If you're on any of them, uh, you're supporting a company that has children being raped, and any sexual content with, contact with a child is rape. There is no consensual child sex. There, there's no such thing. It all is rape. You, a, a child cannot consent. Um, so... They've been featured before on Pornhub and really all of these porn sites. Uh, and it still happens. They're still being featured. Pornography continues, uh, contributes. Pornography contributes to the over sexualized culture we're living in. And if you're engaging in it, even if you're viewing it for free, your view counts, minutes watched, and everything else are used to show pornographers there is a larger market for it. So they will make even more. You're either contributing to the growth or reduction of the porn market. There is no in-between. There isn't. There isn't. You're either contributing to the growth or the reduction of the porn market. It's one or the other. Um, There's no way around it. If you view pornography, you are supporting child sex trafficking, whether you want to or not. Can you sacrifice a few minutes of physical pleasure to spare the life of a child? Force yourself to start seeing it that way by researching as much as you can about child sex trafficking, and you can teach yourself to hate and be disgusted by pornography. This is what the Bible calls the spirit leading the flesh. The urges will go away, and you'll notice your general feelings and outlook improves. Basically, all recovered porn addicts say this. Everything gets better. They're happier. You'll literally be happier and more pleasant towards others. You'll have a better relationship with your husband or wife, even if you don't think you have a bad relationship right now. It w- it'll be better. Uh, you'll be less depressed. You'll be less stressed out. You'll be less anxious. You'll even love people more. Um, also, know that you're not alone. Jesus will help you if allow if you allow Him. You might be thinking like you know, well, I view porn here and there, but I'm not stressed out. You, you actually probably are and you don't realize it because that's something that porn does is it, it actually does change your brain chemistry and it masks that. And then you don't see it for what it is until you're out of it. It's it's one of those. Um, so the only way you can know that is to stop viewing it and see how you feel after, after a while. So until now, you've had the luxury of ignorance, but you don't have that anymore. Reading this post or listening to this or watching this video... Um, has taken that away from you and thank God. But this does, uh, this, this does mean, this absolutely means that if you, from now on, if you continue engaging in porn, you are now knowingly supporting child sex trafficking, child rape. You're helping it flourish with full knowledge of what this means for innocent children. How will you respond when it's your turn to face God and he asks you, what have you done to the least of these, his little ones? You remember, you remember that in the Bible? God judges us. One of the, one of the criteria for how God judges us is how we treat the least of these, his little ones, because he says, what you've done to them, you've done to me. Is he going to say, enter thou into the joys of the Lord? Or is he going to say the other thing? So I, I wrote, will you be, one to whom he says, "I never knew you." Depart from me into everlasting fire. Or, will you make a stand against your own flesh today and allow the Holy Spirit to guide you? Will you? Will you be uh, one of the ones where he says, "Enter thou into the joys of the Lord"? Um, so, if you if you continue if you continue viewing it, you are actively supporting child rape uh and and you're 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 even at this point a, a knowing accomplice to it because you know you contribute now you know you contributing to pornography is is enlarging it's widening the market it it's making the market bigger uh for this kind of stuff to come in so uh and the same can be said about sexually explicit movies and shows that aren't even classified pornography but there's still things that christians shouldn't be watching and like i said before i know christian entertainment a lot of times is pretty dull it's not very entertaining i get it but can you sacrifice some entertainment for the life of a child i think we can all do that all right everybody um we're gonna call it good there thank you so much for joining me i hope that this has helped uh and i have Certainly enjoyed talking to you today, um, and uh, yeah, I hope this has helped. Uh, please go to dailyrenegade.com if you have a chance. Become a member today. Again, it's only ten dollars a month or a hundred dollars a year, and we could really use your business. Uh, it would be it would be great uh, to partner with you. So come on board, be a part of the family, and get a load of good content. Hey, if you're looking for something entertaining, there you go. Entertaining and informative. You don't you don't have to view secular stuff anymore you know you don't have to view sexually explicit stuff anymore come over to daily renegade we have hours upon hours upon hours of stuff for you and not only is it informative but it's pretty entertaining too so all right we'll see you there thank you so much everybody this has been this has been great i hope that this has helped uh and until next time love you all take care and god bless 18 plus.